ever listened to Theo Vaughn's podcast? Do you know who Theo Vaughn is? I do know who Theo Vaughn is. His level of comedic, like, on-the-spot genius is crazy. The dude is hilarious. He is so funny. The dude. Actually, did you know he's super against pornography? Yeah. No, I knew that about him. Now that we're... He's been trying... Sorry, I you're good. started talking louder. He, uh... You can talk he, at whatever level. I'll adjust. Oh, okay. He go. stopped watching porn. I think he hasn't watched porn for like ninety days or something. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I'm proud of that guy. He's longer than me. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Yeah. Just adjust these. So, Let welcome us. again to Better Together. I am the host of today, Carver, and Tanner actually is not joining us today, but we do have. A dear friend of mine, one of my best friends, his name is Connor Jensen. How are you doing today, Connor? Pretty good. Thanks, Connor. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. You just sold your car? I did just sell my car. Congrats. <laughs> I did sell my car. Thank you. I'm very pumped. That's literally what the activity we did, we did right before this. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a good feeling, my friend. I'm not going to lie. It's a good feeling. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be ridding my hands of that car. Yep. But on to more important things. You know, Connor, you're actually, permission to speak candidly, you are one of the people that is continually, you know, when I released the podcast, when me and Tanner did, we had people like, hey, this is cool, and there were just one-offs, like, hey, this is cool, Mm, but uh since I've released the podcast, honestly, you're one of the people that has truly tried to engage me the most in saying like, hey, man, let's continue this conversation, I really appreciate what you're doing, and that really, first of all, means a lot to me. But it's also a reason why we decided to have you on the pod. And yeah. we wanted to say, like, hey, come in and talk. And why don't you talk a little bit about yourself and kind of what brings you to the podcast today? Hmm. So uh, we both went to high school together. Sorry. I'm this gonna... is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we both went to high school. And where we're from, I guess there's a lot of I, – I don't know how much you've talked about, like – like do you talk about religion and stuff or yeah, do you we try talk, to keep it kind of more secular well, but well i mean like personally for who we are it's hard to devoid ourselves of our beliefs yeah so but we do talk you know we've talked especially on the first episode we talked about the culture that we're surrounded in okay um, so everyone already yeah so is familiar with that yeah it's a familiar topic okay so anyways we grew up in an, in an area where it's there's not repression but it's just not talked about very much uh sex in general and especially pornography masturbation so i guess we were all kind of dealing with this in our own little secluded worlds we weren't we weren't talking to each other like we were friends all through high school and we all had um we were all struggling with you know watching porn but we never talked to each other um about it i guess that's just because the area we're from Mm -hmm. is you know you just don't talk about it's a very taboo subject exactly but now that we've gotten older and we're it's a little easier to talk about and we all kind of discovered that we've a lot of us have had struggles with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when I saw your podcast, I was listening to it and I was like, wow, that's, I've gone through a lot of the similar stuff, not like having a wife and like a sig- really serious significant other who it affects too. I haven't mm-hmm. been through that, but I've, I've been through other uh, parts of it. So yeah, that's kind of why I reached out. And I, especially cause the community aspect I feel like is a, is a, really important thing for people trying to mm-hmm. recover from watching porn so man that's awesome i mean honestly one of the coolest experiences of my whole entire recovery process mm-hmm. is when you reached out to me and you said hey man i've been struggling with this too 
can I have you be an accountability partner? And I probably yeah. haven't been the best accountability partner, <laughs> but that was both a humble experience because I've never had that experience as someone saying like, hey, can I count on you? It was both humbling and also, I want to say uplifting, mm-hmm. but it was strangely like, f- I don't want to say fulfilling either. It was a wholesome thing to me. Like it filled my heart with just compassion and honestly love towards you, man. I was like, man, Connor's dealing with that. And he is just, you know, putting himself out there and being vulnerable saying, will you help me? Will you, can I hold myself accountable to you? Yeah. And that's one of the easily, one of the coolest experiences since releasing this podcast. So I have to tip my hat off to you, man, for really taking, that was right after our accountability episode too. Yeah. So right out, you know, I have to tip my hat off to you for really taking that to heart and doing it because that honestly is one of the biggest keys personally for me about recovery and about being, you know, trying to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And which kind of brings us to our topic of the day that I wanted you to talk on specifically with me is because you talked to me about a book that you read and it's about the dangers of pornography because today we want to talk a little bit about what are the harms, like what's the actual harm of you know, using pornography. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So the book is called your brain on porn. Um, it's written by, Oh, Gary Wilson. So I think he does fight the new drug too. Oh, cool. The website. And he has your brain on porn.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I always knew porn didn't make me feel good when I watched it. And I, I never, you know, thought it was good for me, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know exactly what it was doing to my brain. And after I listened to that book, it really brought some things to light that I wasn't aware of before, like mm-hmm. how it just drenches your brain in these chemicals for, I mean, I don't want, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we want to get into specifics, no, yeah, but some it. people, when they watch porn, um, hypothetically, I mean, there, you could watch for hours, you know, and sex normally doesn't last that long. And so your brain and it, especially all these novel scenes, you might switch videos like every couple minutes. And so your brain is constantly uh, doing these waves like up and down, up and down, like a sine wave of just getting drenched in chemicals and then it's flowing back and then getting drenched in chemicals. And that's what really causes the addiction. And then also that kind of burns you out, it feels like. So after you've watched porn for a long time, you might not be able to, um, you know, see like the beauty in a flower as much as you would have um, if you haven't watched porn in a while because your brain has just been so it's been so uh, desensitized to like Mm -hmm. stimulus if that Mm -hmm. makes sense so I really learned a lot about what actually goes on in your brain when you watch porn so yeah yeah I mean one of the things and I mean like I have I've researched the topic so I have enough that I can you know enough knowledge I'd be like yeah I do know understand but like going off on what you just said it's really interesting to me because they've done studies because you would think that it's like a, a muscle, like the brain would act like a muscle. Like the more you use your pleasure centers, mm. the more you could like accept pleasure. Oh, yeah. But it's the exact opposite. Yeah. So when you're when you start creating neural pathways in your brain, pretty much it's saying like this is associated with porn and your brain starts to associate things with porn. What happens is that as you start watching more and more porn, it takes more porn in order to get that. It's like smoking, you know, like yes. it's like, oh, the first time was really good, but then it takes more and more and more yep. to get to that original high. It's kind of like that with porn, except exactly. it takes more and more for you to feel fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. 
And it's honestly really interesting because you're creating, you know, sex is a very intimate thing and it's meant to connect you with someone, but your brain almost tricks you when you're watching porn because it can't really tell the difference. Mm. So it's trying to connect you with something, but it has nothing really to connect you with because, you know, it's just a flat screen. So going off on what you just said, you know, to wrap up this very long thought, you know, while you're watching porn, it's really just in layman's term, killing your brain. Mm. You know, you Mm -hmm. said like about the flower yeah, that may seem like oh whatever, but that's really how it is. You know, yeah. it becomes the point where literally, the only way you're gonna get what you want, you know, like those yeah. pleasure chemicals, is by yeah. watching porn. Mm. So, you know, what else have you learned? Have you noticed anything in your life? Have you noticed any of these effects in your life? Oh yeah. Um, well, just to talk about how you need more and more stimulation. Yeah, so. One of these things is a lot of people, when they start watching porn, you know, they escalate to heavier and heavier porn or weirder and weirder porn, um, just so it's it's they can reach that peak again, and that can be really damaging because then you're getting into all this weird stuff um, that you're not normally into, but it's like that's what you need to, uh, that's what you need to like stimulate your brain. You know, because your brain's just been so used to it. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> what have you? <laughs> you're totally fine. I, I went on a little. No, you're good, man. That's there. that's that's literally what we want. But the question is, what have you have you felt any of this in your life, or have you felt any of the effects that you feel is a negative effect from porn? Oh yeah, I would say one of the biggest ones is is just like shame. So, when I watch porn, it kind of isolates me. I feel like I'm doing something bad. Um, and then I, you know, I'm, I isolate myself kind of, and I felt that a lot. I feel way more social and, and, and happy and like free when I'm not watching porn, just cause I don't have that in the back of my mind that, you know, I'm kind of, I was doing something wrong or, uh, deviant, you know, mm-hmm. two hours ago. And now I'm talking to this person, you know, having a normal conversation. If not, not having that in the back of my mind has been really beneficial. So that's awesome yeah i totally you know you know you talked about not having you know a significant other except that mm. feeling that you have of that like that deviantness mm-hmm. i can totally relate with that 100 percent. Yeah. oh yeah because then with with tanner you're probably like yeah you're hi- you, you, you feel like you're hiding something that's exactly yeah. why and honestly sometimes when i get tempted one thing that really works for me when i get tempted that honestly i think has had probably a 100% success rate so far. Okay. Is what I do is that when I need get this tempted, 100% dude, I, this is just for me. This is something that I really have enjoyed that really works for me is that whenever I get tempted or I have an urge that I want, and I don't know about you. I always tell Tanner, like when I feel like I want to watch porn or if I'm being drawn to it, it feels mm. almost like a sexual panic attack for me. Oh, that it's like, like it hits you and you're just like, I need to go watch that right now. You know, like you like almost like an adrenaline hit that you're like, yeah, I need to go watch that. So something that calms me down or at least gets me to a better place is that I'll either write reasons why I want to live a porn free life on a, on a, on a paper. And I'll just try to list like some kind of list that gets me out of that mindset. Yeah. And honestly, when I think about it, one of the number one things that I write down just to continue back to what you were saying 
is one of the reasons I say, why do I want to do this? Is because I don't, you know, guilt. And I think that we could talk a little bit about this. I don't know if this is like scientifically proven, but mm-hmm. it affects my mental health. You know, talking with Tanner, yeah, I get irritable. I get depressed. I don't know. Have you seen any like changes to your mental health as you've kind of gone on like porn benders or anything like that? Yeah. Oh, you mean like when I've used porn a lot? Yeah. How like, I feel as opposed either, to when I'm not using it? Yeah. Yeah. Either or, like yeah. whether you're using a lot, a little, any any correlation that you can see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Like if I, in the past, if I've used porn a lot, then and uh, you know, let's say I'm in my room in the dark for like hours on end. You know, I can't, then I just, it's like, I forget how to socialize for the next few hours. Like I have to kind of snap out of it, you know? So I've definitely noticed that. And then I've noticed things when I, um, like changes in my personality. I don't know if it's in my head or if it's real, but if I haven't used porn for, you know, a couple months, like I've done really well, I feel just more confident. And that might just be because I, I set a goal for myself and I'm accomplishing it and I'm not like failing you know it might just be that or it might be actually different chemical changes in my body uh it might it might be a whole plethora of things but i definitely feel happier and like my mood is more stable when i'm not using porn when i'm not watching porn stability is one of the key things i think it gives me so man i am just I don't Connor like I'm listening to you and I'm just like feel like I'm looking in a mirror because I'm like no I totally get that yeah like after a while like I don't know there's been times where I've gone you know like a month or two without looking at porn and it mm. just like almost clicks one day that you're just like man I feel so yeah happy right now I feel purpose driven like music and, sometimes you ever yeah exactly you ever get that you're just like you, <laughs> I get you just that. feel like this epic music in your heart you're just yeah. like or in your mind you're just like man I am number one yeah <laughs> no but like that's exactly like exactly how i feel about it and Mm -hmm. i mean we can go into like the neurological things too like i was going to come with facts and the only one i could think of and this is a little bit of uh parental advisory i guess right now but i was reading some research on pornography and the thing about pornography is that it really because it's so synthetic it's mm. not real and it's It's so much at once yeah Yeah, it's like a kind of a hyper sexual drive yeah um, one thing that it takes advantage of is like your actual neurochemistry, mm. and so a lot of guys will have early onset erectile dysfunction. Oh yeah, they talk about a, that a lot in the really your brain on porn book. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the reason a lot of people start looking into this because some guys will you know they'll be twenty and they won't they'll have sex for the first time if let's say they're a virgin they have sex for the first time and they can't get an erection and the then they get all paranoid. They think they have all these, you know, issues, but it's really just, they've been so desensitized. Like you were saying, yeah, Yeah. it's so hyper stimulating. And I think that, and I think that is the key word that you just said there is that desensitization, Mm. you know, people may think it's like, you know, like, Oh, you're just desensitized, whatever. But it really is on the neurological level. Yeah. Especially on porn. And I mean like the science, when I started really trying to fight this addiction, Mm-hmm. And really try to like go into a mode of recovery. Yeah. One thing that I really researched is what is addiction. Like I wanted to understand. Tell me like what is addiction. Mm. And I mean like people sometimes are like oh pornography is not an addiction. It's not a chemical. Yeah. But the thing about it is that with pornography you're, you're releasing these chemical processes in your brain. So like while it's not like oh I'm not like it's not nicotine or anything like that. 
it's your you are literally creating addictive patterns in your brain like yeah you know and i guess this is my own biases people are like oh you can't be addicted to porn but you can be addicted to a cell phone Mm -hmm. i mean it's the same thing you're training your brain to go into an addictive behavior that it's literally dependent on that substance i mean yeah and that could be this could be just me going on a rant right now but i just personally feel like as you start using too much porn it goes back you know this is almost a cyclical conversation but it's all about that desensitization Mm -hmm. it affects your basic health and it affects your mental health too and to a point that it truly is really degrading to someone i mean what do you think about that yeah oh i definitely think you can get addicted um to porn i mean like just like you can get addicted to gambling or whatever like you click on a video you press a button on like a like gambling machine you're getting a hit of chemicals and then you need more and then you need to hit it again and that's not a good that's not a good way to live like that is degrading because you're kind of a slave to that cycle Mm -hmm. and yeah that's not a that's not a good way to live no, I and I, I can totally see how, I mean, sometimes you won't even want to look at porn or, you know, masturbate, but like your brain's just telling you to like, maybe that's how other addicts like phone, like you said, phone addicts or gambling addicts, like maybe they might not even want to gamble, but, or look at their phone, but like before they can even stop themselves, they already have their phone in their hand mm-hmm. or they're already driving to the casino or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is a degrading way to live because you're not ha- you're not like in control of your own life at that yeah. point. No, man, I totally get you. But just to go on with that, what else have you learned about the, you know, the effects of porn or like your brain on porn? Tell me a little bit more about what you've learned. Oh, just like some of the science behind it. Yeah, or? sure. What what? Tell me more about what you learned. I don't want. I guess I'm feeling self conscious right now because I'm like. I don't want to take up most of the conversation from Connor. I want oh. to hear what you've learned and I want to hear about your experience with recovery too. Yeah. So from that book, I learned, I should have taken better notes cause you know, a lot, of, I, I've forgotten a lot of it, but just kind of the gist of it is he talks about a lot of scientific studies. There's, I, and I don't have these studies in front of me, so, but you can look them up. I'm sure with, you know, a quick Google search, but there's a lot of studies that just show, um, like your frontal lobe controls your um, like decision making or um, helps you resist temptation. It's like that control center. And people who are addicted to things, especially porn, have a smaller frontal lobe, like if on brain scans. So I mean that right there is hard evidence. Um, there's evidence of like if you put a mouse with a with another with a female mouse, like he'll have sex with that female. But then eventually he'll get tired, and but if you put a new female in, then he'll he's ready to go again, you know. And you can keep doing that, and the male will just basically keep going and going. And so we're kind of hijacking into that natural system of, you know, the male should be ready for multiple female partners, but we're hijacking it with hundreds and hundreds, which was never you know evolutionarily possible but we're kind of hijacking into that with uh, online porn. So I don't know. There's just a lot of good stuff like that in the book. I I wish I had more specific, like I could say, you know, this study and stuff, but those are a couple of those scientific 
things that I took from the book. And the reason I like that is because if someone tells me porn's bad for me and just says that, like, I kind of don't want to believe them. But if I have personal experience and then there's some some of this evidence to back it up, I'm much more inclined to believe to, you know, actually understand that it's bad for me. And uh, yeah, so but and then you wanted to know, like, my personal experience yeah. with recovery or with yeah, like, let's go with my recovery. history of recovery. Let's... OK, so I've known about do you know what NoFap is? Yeah, NoFap. That's a community that's around, like, it's on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, like, growing up Mormon, I was always told, you know, from, like, from a young age, like, don't masturbate, don't look at porn, a bunch of other stuff, but um, just related to this podcast, those two things. And so, I knew it was bad, but I didn't really know why um, until I was maybe 19, and then I discovered that, NoFap, uh-huh. and I was reading a bunch of other people's stories of, like, how their life changed when they quit and reading more of the science and stuff. And so, I tried to, I tried to stop uh watching porn like i've tried to do it a lot but it never really stuck you know throughout the years i just kind of would go off and on like maybe a few months here and then i'd fail and then i'd go you know right back to my old habits and then i'd maybe get another inspiration to quit and i'd do a few months and then etc and so that cycle kind of has gone on for a while um but the more information i'm i'm learning like the the more i'm trying to completely cut it out of my life like eventually my end goal is just in a few years like never look at porn never want to I mean I don't know if that day will come but hopefully and then I can just be completely recovered and the reason I want to do that is just because I really want to have a better connection with like my future partner or spouse you know because I've had experiences in the past where if you've watched porn or masturbated recently you're like you don't feel, you know, the porn kills love. Yeah. That's so true. Like you just mm-hmm. don't feel the connection. You don't feel the desire like to be with your partner as much. And that's, I don't want that. Cause then it makes your partner feel bad. It makes you feel angry at yourself. Like, Oh, why did I waste my love or my energy on this fake porn when I could have, you know, been with my partner? Yeah. So like, that's my end goal. Sorry to talk no, for so long. That, you can cut. Dude, cut whatever you want out but I'm keeping that whole thing that's that like, was hitting me man that yeah was... that's like my whole process of like how i discovered it was bad and like why i kind of want to quit so yeah man that's awesome connor that was that we'll was awesome s- we'll see yeah <laughs> i am and it's hard like i don't know like we don't have to get into specifics but you know like you're, you're always going to fail but then you just got to keep you know yeah getting back on it so i totally agree i mean like you know if I don't know if this is something you want to bring out. If you ever want to talk more about it, man, give me a call. And this goes out to anybody. If everyone wants to, like, you know, you're, and to be honest with you, I'm not going to name names. You're not the only person that's been like, hey, I want, you know, I need your help. I, I yep. want some information. I want your advice. Mm. If anyone out there needs someone to talk to, feel free to message me. Or Connor, I guess. I'm not going to make that thing you, for Connor. You can message me if you can find me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not very active on the... <laughs> on the old social media? Yeah, but... Oh, man. I might, I might respond, actually. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, Man, Connor, that just... I don't know. One of the things that I truly do appreciate about recovery, though, is that it's possible like neurologically it's possible as you create distance from pornography Mm -hmm. like time you know you can 
reverse the damage of porn. Like, yeah. you know, you were talking about that frontal lobe thing. Mm-hmm. You can reverse the neural pathways. You know, you can recover your brain. Yeah. And uh, it takes work because, you know, you can't... And it's almost like you're playing a losing hand at the time because, mm-hmm. you know, especially with pornography, you, you've you built up literally your brain to say that I need that substance. And so for you to tell yourself, like, this might be like a terrible analogy but it's like telling yourself i don't i don't need food anymore mm-hmm. but your body's like no i need that you yeah know? and so that's at least in my experience and how like your brain works and you know let's just end on this note connor since you've been trying to recover what you know what has been the major takeaways that you've experienced from it well you know what has been the results that makes you want to keep going I would say there's two. One is just like throughout my everyday life, going to the grocery store, walking around. I just feel better about myself. Um, And then the second one would be like what I was saying for um, my future partner. Like I want to make sure I don't have this on my back when um, I'm in a relationship with someone. I want it to be you know, I want it to be behind me. And so I don't have to worry about it. So those are kind of the two biggest things, just how I feel on a general day-to-day basis about myself. Um, and then like just thinking about my future partner, I want to make sure I'm, I'm over this for them. So I'm not going to lie, Connor. I admire you, man. This is, I admire you too. Hey, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Do you mind if I ask you one more question before we wrap up for today? Go for it. So, for context for people who are listening, me and Connor mm-hmm. belong to a group of friends. We're very Ooh. tight-knit. Yes, sir. And I consider my family, to be honest with you. Like, I consider you my brother. Yeah. And um, my real question for you is, do you feel like there are times when you're looking at porn, does that make you feel withdrawn from, like, our group of friends? Do you feel, I guess, more social sometimes when you are you know trying to not look at porn do you feel like a difference between not even like an intimate partner but just like you know like with friends and family do you ever do you feel like pornography takes an effect on how well you socialize with them oh yeah if i'm if i'm watching porn i mean i don't have like stats but if i'm watching porn regularly i'm probably less likely to socialize or come hang out with you guys or you know have a conversation with my family but if i'm if i'm not watching it I'm probably more likely to go out and socialize. And I don't know why that is. I just maybe feel better about myself. I don't have any of that paranoia. I don't have any of that negative emotion. I feel better. So I'm more likely to go, you know, express myself with other people. So, but yeah, I definitely noticed that. That's awesome. And then one more quick question. Okay. For the people at home that maybe are struggling, what is something that's worked for you in your road to recovery? What is something that you've started doing that's helped you not, indulge in pornography yeah i mean i still indulge like i'm not an expert at all like i'm still trying you're on the uphill path i'm on an uphill yes i'm on an uphill path but yeah so i don't know one of the biggest things for me is just keep yourself surrounded by uh information just so it's always in the on the top of your brain of why it's bad for you and why you're trying to quit it so whether that be listening to podcasts like this about it there's a lot of podcasts about porn or not a lot but there's I listen to like two of two other ones on porn. 
Um, if you're listening to audiobooks, just reading stuff about it, just kind of keeping it on the top of your uh, brain, just so you're always, you know, you can always remind yourself why you're trying to quit it, like what the benefits are for yourself. And then I've used, like, pra- as far as practical stuff, I've used like porn blockers, but that stuff doesn't really work for me because I just like turn it off. So I think the best way is like if I gave you the password and then you gave me the password to yours and then like mm-hmm. like we don't have to get into these specific <laughs> stuff but as far as tips you know for yeah. people who are trying to quit if you really can't control yourself put a porn blocker on your computer create a degree of separation kinda. yeah because then you have no control if you want to look at porn you're gonna have to go to like the library or something or wherever there's a computer <laughs> that doesn't have a porn well they have probably have porn blockers too so I, sorry to end this, this on a weird note but i hate to say this but i'm pretty sure never mind i'm not even gonna say that I, i'll tell you that later i'm pretty but. sure people look at porn on the li- at the library <laughs> that's probably a thing I but i think so but yeah. I hope not. But no, those are just some tips that have helped me. So keep yourself surrounded by some information about why porn's bad and then try to, you know, block, get porn blockers and stuff. Connor, you are an inspiration, my friend. Thank you so much this for coming bump. on the podcast. This has yeah. been awesome. The podcast, Better Together. If you guys have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to the podcast. Maybe we'll do a Q&A episode and thank you so much for Connor. Anything you want to you're, say? You're welcome. Uh, follow me on Instagram at <laughs> uh, Connor.powerlift and also follow Griffin Taggart at uh, Griffin.spotter. I don't know if you knew this, but Connor is yoked beyond belief. He's a powerlifter. So. I'm not yoked beyond belief, but Griffin is one of the highest quality spotters who has ever lived. <laughs> so give him a follow at least. <laughs> Good Instagram follow, I have to say. Connor, it has been awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening today. See ya.